Hello, this is Karen Griffin introducing Space to Be's podcast on people and performance, leadership and love. Conversations with leaders, practitioners, experts, authors, and anyone with extensive experience and good insight into the world of work in the 21st century. Today, I'm delighted to introduce Dr. Lynn Sedgemall to our podcast. Lynn has had a distinguished career in further education. She's been the Dean of Croydon Business School, the Chief Executive of the 157 Group of FE Colleges, Chief Executive for the Centre of Excellence in Leadership, and prior to that, she was the principal of Guildford College for six years. Since 2015, she stepped out of the mainstream to pursue her passion and spiritual interests, and in particular, to explore goddess leadership. Today, we're here to talk about her recently published book, Goddess Luminary Leadership Wheel, which is said to be resetting management literature on leadership. Lynn, it's fantastic to have you with us today. And I'm approaching this conversation with lots of joy because it's great to see you again and much curiosity. Fantastic. Hi, Karen. It's really, really good to be here <clears throat> and to be sh- uh, sharing some of my work. Yeah, happy to uh, go wherever you want us to go. Brilliant. So before I dive into the book itself, I'm intrigued by your choice of the word luminary in its title. Is this some, in some way a foundation position for the work? Yes, it is. I'm, I'm very comfortable with the word leader and leadership. You know, even when I was a child, people were saying she'll be a leader one day and all that. But what I found over the years um, working in further education with charities and other organizations, some people are not comfortable with the word leader, particularly rebels and anti-authoritarian people. And so what I decided to do is to work with a different word. So the two, so luminary instead of leader and instead of leadership, I use leaderful. So what I was trying to do was find a word that isn't in common parlance within leadership. So those, um, and there was a lot of rebels in further education, you know, really is like herding cats there. So this is my way of saying, let's come afresh to this word. Let's redefine this word because it's so frequently associated with hierarchy um white males um very often a top-down approach the boss the control and of course as you know well there's lots of leadership that's very different than that but i wanted to say let's find a different word and then we can understand and define what luminary leaderful is for you the people who come to me and are interested in this in a way that suits you and you feel comfortable Fantastic. So who is this book for? I mean, we have a variety of listeners, um, all different sectors, private and public sector. You obviously spent hours, years creating the material for this book. Who would you say is, is going to get the most benefit from it? 
Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. I've been involved in spirituality in the workplace since 1989, and some professors wrote a book on my work and the work of uh, Centre for Excellence in Leadership called Spiritual Leadership in Action. So there is a whole tradition, academic and practical, on fostering spirituality in the workplace, and the Religious Discrimination Act helped with that. So, so I've been involved in that for 20, 30 years. Since I retired in 2015, I decided that I could, I like being on the leading edge. I like creating new paradigms. For five years, I taught a course, uh, Margaret Benefield's course in the Quaker Center, uh, Soul of Leadership. So I've looked at spirituality through different faiths, soul of leadership, all of that. For the past 10 years, I've been studying goddess spirituality because I've studied Hinduism, Christianity, um, Jainism, uh, Hinduism. I, I've been on a spiritual uh, quest since I was a child. So what I decided to do is to create a leadership development approach through a goddess spirituality lens. I don't think anybody else has done it. So I have. So what I've done is combined the best of conventional leadership with shamanic goddess um, spirituality as well. So it's not for everybody. For those of you who are very conventional and in conventional roles, buy the book and read it. You might be surprised. It's fascinating to me. A lot of people in conventional roles are buying it. Some college principals are sharing it in their colleges, but some people would not walk around with it showing it in their hands. And I understand that. Uh, and I think I would have struggled with talking about goddess spirituality in my organizations. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just doing something that's leading edge, that interests me, that excites me. And I've also looking at it through a feminist leadership lens as well. Thank you, Lynn. And I, and I love the fact that you're, you're pushing boundaries, aren't you? And I suppose we don't enter new space without pushing those boundaries. So really interesting. Contextually, why is it important this perspective on leadership is understood right now? I mean, the, it's interesting that you're bringing this into the world. It's 2022. We're, you know, we're just on the back of a global pandemic. All sorts of things are going on, aren't they? Systemically. And when I say systemically, I mean around the world, all sorts of systems. What's your view on that? Absolutely. And I think we're in a world of extremes at the moment uh, where people are taking polarised positions and this is possibly seen as quite a radical um, position. Um, so my desire to bring it, I've gone back to my feminist roots. Um, I was an active second wave feminist and I've always worked from a feminist perspective. And this, my book is, my work is for men too, by the way, this isn't yeah. exclusive. It's not anti-men, it's supportive of everybody's potential to their maximum potential, whoever you are and whatever gender you identify with. So in that sense, what I felt was, well, it came through me. I didn't sit there and think, I didn't do an, an, an analysis. It came through me. I was invited by Kathy Jones, the founder of the Avalon Goddess community, to run something for the community. And it's like, oh, well, what can I bring to this goddess community? I'm new to this uh, arena, although she's been there in my life all the way through. And it was like, oh, I can bring leadership in. So that's how it created. But I do think at this time of 
leading in turbulent times, needing to find new lenses to look at it. Um, there is a rise of feminism all over the world at the moment as well. So what I've birthed is a feminist perspective in here. There's a goddess spirituality, which is a very embodied, embodied spirituality. It's less going off up into the clouds than the transpersonal up there than being on the land, being embodied, being fully here now. So in that sense, I think the time is right because I think the world needs radical solutions and different ways of looking at it. And this is one of many alternatives and it, it's mine. <laughs> In many circles, we're hearing the need for more feminine leadership styles. So I'm assuming yeah. that, that this book and certainly the bits of it that I've read are very much in that domain. Yes and no. Yes, in the sense that I am talking about let's have um, ways in which women lead that are advantageous. But I'm actually going beyond a binary, right? So yeah. what I'm saying is let's, the subtitle is a post-patriarchal paradigm. So what I'm saying, let's go beyond the binaries. Every woman, every man has all those aspects and facets inside, yeah, of masculinity, femininity, and beyond that as well. So I'm actually going beyond those stereotypes. There's lots of programs that bring more gentle female in. I'm saying, no, on my wheel, <laughs> you go round the whole wheel and there's fierce and there's fire and there's power and there's compassion and there's gentleness and there's also fierceness yeah, and this yeah. discernment. So actually, every one of us, however we identify, we can bring ourselves to that fullest potential. So it's a step beyond bringing femininity or femaleness into male constructs. I've invented a completely new construct that's based on the shamanic wheel and the seasons of the year. It's, yeah. I'm liking the sound of that, Lynn, and, uh, and you are right, because we do have all of those elements within us, and, and perhaps through our upbringing, through our training, through our um, life experience, we're taught to perhaps suppress some of those and dial up others. Absolutely, and so are men. Within patriarchy, men suffer. Yes, men hold the power. Within a feminist analysis of patriarchy, men, as a, as a system, hold the power, but also men suffer under this because they have to deny parts of themselves. They have to put parts of themselves away to be a proper man or to be ma masculine. So what I'm trying to do is go on. It's beyond that. It's yeah. like can everybody release um, every part of themselves. Yeah. And yeah. It's fascinating. So what inspired you personally to write the book and, and what is your hope for its impact? Yeah, lovely question. As I say, Cathy uh, Jones invited me um, to uh, create a course within the Goddess Temple. And I was at a goddess conference and was inspired by a woman called Susie Quatermast who was talking about women from goddess spirituality stepping up into leadership actually and it just really occurred to me i had this like epiphany oh i can bring into this community and into this movement leadership 
Um, but it needs to be a different kind of leadership. So I created it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's what inspired me. And then it flowed. And then lockdown. So I created a course, actually. There is a course. So I started by creating the wheel and then a course. And then when lockdown kicked in and I was having to teach uh, the course online, I had space and time to write the book. But probably without lockdown, I mean, because I'm an activist, I would never have got around to it. So, so that's how it happened. So it is a course yeah. and it's a book um, that's, um, it's the courses in the book, Spiral One, just one year of it. Um, yeah. My publisher wants me to write the, the, the second year as well. It's already having an impact because I've had nearly 100 students go through the program online or face to face in the last uh, three years. Um, and in that sense, it's people who feel drawn. There is transformation. I am a good uh, facilitator, leadership developer. I've been doing it for years and years. So in that sense, the impact is transforming people's lives who come on the course. And now I'm hoping the book will have a similar effect. Somebody put on a Facebook page the other day, oh, this first part of Lynn's book has had such a profound effect on me. I'm just lifting again. I'm going back into action mode. I, I am really rethinking this. It resonates with me, yes. So I'm getting lots of feedback from different things. So, and it's not for everybody. Um, I think it's um, probably quite a small niche of people. But I, sometimes you just have to do what you do. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like, like you say, you've, in a way, you've channeled it. It's come from within. It's... Yeah. It, it's um you've, you've even said you've birthed it so that you know that's that's profound in itself so what I'll make sure we do is include the how to how people can access your course in the in the details of the podcast so we'll do that right at the end but let's um let's hear a bit more about the core aspects of the wheel so it's the goddess luminary leadership wheel what are the core yeah. aspects then Lynn so what I've done is a wheel and, and there are other leadership programs that use wheels. Yeah, because I've looked, I looked them all up. I did a literature search and looked them all up, <clears throat> but mostly through a North American um, Indian spirituality or a difference. Um, what I've done is taken a wheel, um, uh, the Avalonian wheel, and then adapted it to so there are four shamanic elements which are um goddess gnosis how do we know um goddess or spirit gnosis is the word some people will know so what's that direct visceral knowing of goddess it could be of anything yeah of any uh, the divine archetypes i've created archetypes six archetypes then the elements you go around the wheel so there are the directions air fire water and earth and moon phases so space because of the femaleness energy yeah so it still has the solstices which is sun energy but also moon energy so it's designed within the moon uh, context and then i've brought in four aspects that for me are my wisdom um synthesized from my conventional leadership so state of being because i've learned that the more expansive you are the more you can hold and the better leader. And that's all about your authenticity. So all of this is in mainstream leadership. Path of power. I've been working with power since 1980. So basically, 
I've created a path of power and a model. I've created about half a dozen models for these. So there's a model of path of power, really getting to understand your relationship with power, ways of knowing. I call it the dance of discernment and dreaming. Yep. So looking at how we know things, whether it's linear knowing or different kinds of knowing, intuitive knowing. And then this leaderful way, which actually builds on the work of Joseph Raylin, who first, I think, um, and Starhawk talked about it in the 80s. So I've expanded this notion of everybody is a leader if they choose to be. And we've all got that capacity. And we can have leaders all operating together in synchronicity rather than a hierarchy. So it's much more about a networked approach and a synchronicity and a network yeah. So I'm looking at it now, Lynn, and it's a wonderful, uh, rigorous wheel, I would suggest. And I'm loving how some of the language is is known so yes. that a reader wouldn't find it completely new territory. For example, presence. We talk a lot about presence in leadership now and um, also interpersonal. We're always working on people's interpersonal skills, but also their interpersonal power it is a way of influence is a power isn't it so Absolutely. so yeah there's lots of really um useful aspects on this um but it's kind of multi-dimensional and you've mentioned it's a networked model and um simon it, he has his leadership program doesn't he and i saw the lovely testimonial he's put on the back of your book so yeah. um how how does how does this work correlate with with the work that he's done in the well, Simon, Simon Weston, Dr. Simon Weston influenced me um, massively. He was my coach for a while. He, he, was, um, he led the coaching development in the Centre for Excellence in Leadership. So I don't directly cross-reference to it. But yes, I am not claiming here that everything in this book is original. It's the lens through which we're looking and the wheel itself, I think, is original. And those four elements I've just said are my synthesis of leading edge, but conventional leadership wisdom. So yes, people will recognize the kinds of people who come on the course and are reading their book. <clears throat> I've had nurses, senior nurses in hospitals, chief execs of charities, uh, social workers, um, university lecturers, further education lecturers, people running their own business, um, somebody from finance and accounting. So I, I have got, I've also got priestesses who've come on it. Um, I've got chairs um, from charities as well. So people in conventional roles are coming on this. And then, and there are, the book is threaded through with reflection and exercises and things like the clearing conversation and the illumination circles my illumination circles are are really an action learning set and um i've drawn on the quaker clearing committees as well and i've just put it together uh, in a synthesis illumination circle so you will find it's like it's not like oh this is completely off the scale i don't even know where to begin here it's like ah she's combined that and it's got practices, go walk on the land, walk a, a labyrinth. You know, it's got earthy things. That again, is in leadership. Um, 
So it's a combination of a lot of things. I think the, the key difference is it's through a goddess spirituality lens. To be honest, I could have written it through a Hindu lens. I could have written it through any kind of lens. I'm a, I'm a Ridwan student. I could have written it through the diamond heart lens. I chose because I'm engrossed in goddess spirituality at the moment. Um, that's the lens I chose to do and it was fun. Yeah. Thank you, Lynn. That's absolutely fascinating. So if people want to come on this course, what, where, where would they find you? Yeah, we are literally just updating the website, ready for in bulk, which is the 1st of February, um, which is, um, so we are updating it uh, through the goddess, the Glastonbury Goddess Temple website, through my website. Probably the easiest way is if I give you the link of, the, of my website. So you can go through my website, the Glastonbury Goddess Temple website for about the course. And you can get the book and details are in the book of the links as well to see if it appeals. I mean, in a way, people couldn't do that before um, to see if it draws. People know what's beautiful about it. People know when they have to be on it. And it was the same with the Soul of Leadership program. Um, there's something that says this is for me there's a resonance and there's a draw and in that way it's beautiful because people are saying yeah i'm really up for this you know alignment absolutely yeah thanks then len i think we've covered most of the key points is there anything that you feel we ought to add in at this point no i mean my what i'm saying to people is if you if you think ah absolutely this is not for me which i once did with a couple of things that what i found later on is when i went to them actually they were deeply profound for me so even if you have a resistance um it's on kindle so you can get it for 5.99 on amazon so it's not a lot of money it's 10.99 have a look and if you feel remotely drawn to it again have a look I think it will only resonate with people when they're ready and they're open. But several people that I gifted it to who were highly resistant, they have found it's really opened their mind. It's just fascinated them. It's fast. That's what the word people got. Oh, this is so fascinating. Oh, oh. And it's got their minds going all over the place and things like that. And that's, that's enough for me as well. If I've stimulated ways in which people's minds and hearts and uh, are feeling, oh, yeah, something's going in me and, and cre creating their own um, ways of being leaders and leaderful or luminaries or whatever. Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's fun. Wonderful. It's always useful to explore the polarities of different approaches and yes. notice how we respond to those polarities. And yes, we're drawn more to some than some others, but we're always going to learn something from the opposite. So thank you, Lynn. Really useful. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It's an absolute delight. Love your questions. And it's just uh, lovely energy. I really, really enjoyed it. Thank you.